grace to you and peace in the name of Jesus Christ. From Paul's letter to the Galatians. All are children of God, so there is no longer Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for all are one in Christ Jesus. This verse is in my top five, for it is primal gospel for us all saints. A oneness identity beyond all our little me myself, and eyes. But let me start today by way of a story not about our oneness, but about how my little self almost didn't get born. Today, happy Father's Day would be my parents' 75th anniversary, their wedding anniversary, and the wedding almost didn't happen because my own personal adorable father tried to chicken out. (laughs) Yes, he did. Mother had had her eye on him since she was 12 years old and new in town in Alexandria, Louisiana. When sitting on her front steps, she saw him, a tow-headed, older man of 14, (laughs) riding his bicycle down Mary Street, sort of aimlessly bumping along. It's a brick street, so literally bumping along. And I bet he was whistling because he always did. And my mother saw him out of the corner of her eye. (laughs) And she watched. (laughs) And as she watched in Eudora Welty's fabulous phrase, my mother took him in. She told me all this when she was 80-plus, and she summarized the encounter by saying that her 12-year-old self had said to herself, I like that. (laughs) So fast forward 10 years, and Mother has finished Ole Miss and has moved to New Orleans, where coincidentally, my at this point just potential father was a second-year medical student at Tulane. And they dated. And somehow, glory of glories, he asked her to marry him. And of course she said, yes! And then, and then, he chickened out. (laughs) Awful! He mumbled something like, I don't think this will work. And she just looks at him, and her 22-year-old heart was broken in two. 
But that is not the end of the story. Don't you know, by the grace of God, which stretches out into eternity, a broken heart is never the end of the story. So my mother called her mother my tiny, half-Creole, half-rock-bed, Scott-Presbyterian, tray-formidable grandmother (laughs) and cried and cried and said, what do I do? Now, Mother did not reveal to me the details of that conversation, but she did say that that next Saturday, she and my, at this point, much less potential father got on a train to New Orleans to go to a football game in Baton Rouge. This is a very short ride. And on the way over, they were not getting married. And on the way back, They were. (laughs) Thanks be to God. I guess he re-asked, or maybe he did not, and she handled it a different way. (laughs) But she immediately called her mother again, and they rushed out the invitations, and that's how seven years later I got born. So I exist by virtue of a random bike ride and a fraught train ride and a million other journeys that happened or didn't happen. You exist by virtue of a billion engagements and disengagements. Each of us, every human being, exists by virtue of trillions of choices made by countless other human beings and gazillions of encounters and moments and misses back to the beginning of time. And so all these categories we have for one another of tribe and guild and up and down and in, And out, while within our very beings, we hold all the categories in the universe, including mineral and vegetable. And we only become our unique and very precious selves by the grace of God. Not by some anthro-identity construct. Is it no wonder Jesus says, Now, y'all, you are not this little label or that little label. You are brothers and sisters and children of the, the one. This past Saturday night, we gathered in vigil for the massacred in Orlando. We and St. Luke's and lots of strangers. And oh, my dears, like the heart desireth the water brooks, there were so many souls longing after God, a thirst for God.
There wasn't a Jew or a Greek or a slave or a free or a gay or a straight or an old or a young or a rich or a poor. There was just a womb full of hurting people. The space was darkening and around these walls in every sill there were candles some in stands that swirled so it looked like prayers rising to heaven just like the Psalms say, like prayers, like souls, like the fragrance of incense, like the evening sacrifice of broken hearts. And it was very hard as we waited to begin to trust that by the grace of God, broken hearts are never the end of the story. Our friend Bishop Wright was the father of the night. And here is what he did first off when he got up in this pulpit. is he breathed and he said God only knows what I'm going to say I don't and he looked out into this room full of pain and tears and he took us in he met us in midair And he said, but I want to tell you something. You all just sang, I want to walk as a child of the light defiantly. And what we need right now is defiant love that recognizes evil is real, but that God is yet more real. So thank you. For that defiant song, I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to follow Jesus. I thought, wow, he's right. Before Bishop Wright said his first word, The congregation has already sung, preached, met him in midair with the defiant power of love. And as we prayed and sung together and listened to Holy Scripture and to our bishop in this holy space, I felt what I have felt often here, a shift a strengthening, a oneness. Oh, people cried through the whole thing, the viciousness, the evil, the death, tears streaming down faces. But here, with five television stations back there in the corner trying to beam out this witness, and outside our security guys and Atlanta cops and Homeland Security keeping watch over us. I felt, oh, my God, 
Here, there is witness, witness to the oneness. And we know all saints. We know that. In that witness is healing for broken hearts. This morning, I ask you to meet me in midair and to end the sermon with me the same way you began Bishop Wright's sermon Monday night. Just in your seats, let's sing what we just sang, the first verse of I Want to Walk, 490. Let's sing defiantly with defiant love, enough to go out all week, all this week in this broken and frightened world to do what God gives each of us to do, to strengthen those around us and to heal the brokenhearted. Now breathe, for you are the preacher now. And then we will sing, each of us, our little selves, gathered into the body of Christ in the power of oneness.